welcome to Count Creepy Head Saturday Morning Monster Mash. Blah! <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to episode 31 of Count Creepyhead Saturday Morning Monster Mash. CountCreepy.com. That's creepy with a K. How's 31 is a magic number. A uh, middle-of-the-road Rob Zombie movie, too. 31. Oh, I like that one. It's, <laughs> it's my introduction to how awesome Richard Brake is. Oh, 31. see, for me, that was that was Doom. That was the movie that should not have been good. Um, or Joe Chill. Anyways, Richard Brake, you're awesome. I never knew he was the Night King. Mm -hmm. Uh, Josh, you feeling better? I am, I am. It's, uh, well, as far as the headache goes, anyway. Yeah. Uh, now, now it's just, you know, general, general COVID frustrations. We all have that, like, winter malaise. Uh, for those of you who don't know, if there is that off chance we get a random listener, the bulk of our listeners, we have either in Austin, Texas, or in Western New York. And Western New York got hit with Snowmageddon Apocalypse 2022, where most people got about two feet of snow, and it just fucked everything up. And we're recording a day late, and I had to sit home and clean my toy shelves yesterday because I couldn't go to work, and et cetera. Snowmageddon Apocalypse, or whatever you want to call it. Apocamageddon. (laughs) Snow Apocamageddon. <laughs> it sounds like Hakuna Matata. Yeah. <laughs> it Coming means to you soon from Asylum Movies, <laughs> starring one of the stars of Police Academy. Take your pick, whoever's left alive. Michael. Um, yeah. So, we're back. Josh is feeling better. He had a rolling migraine, which is kind of like intense pain and waves that completely shuts you down. So... Uh, if you're wondering why things weren't as funny, if we don't have Josh to play off of, it doesn't work. It's kind of like a bicycle without a wheel. So we were trying our best, but me and Mike aren't good at unicycles. No. Uh, so Josh is very important to the show. Oh, thanks, guys. Yeah, it was. Uh, I really thought I was going to be. It, I really thought it had subsided to the point that um, it was totally manageable. To, you know, to do the recording, at least. And then, yeah, at one point it just it just hit in a wave that was knocked me on my ass. Yeah, that. Yeah, that sucks. Welcome back. And uh, one of our listeners, Susie, suffers from the same problem. And I think she injects Botox into her head. That's what she does to help. So um, I haven't had migraines since I was a kid. And um, I remember they sucked, but I don't want them ever again. Yeah. Um. Something I wanted to bring up, the big theme of last week's episode was us pitching Dawn, a toy line of herself, to kind of feed her ego and have some fun. And we kind of settled on a theme that it was Masters Universe inspired, and she was going to be called Dawn Ra. Well, it didn't sit right with me because I love He-Man guys that are a play on words. So, like, Fisto has a giant fist. Um squeeze squeezes you etc mechanic has a mechanical neck and uh i shot it to the guys and josh came back with pterodon the pterodactyl so don if you're listening here's your easter egg 
you are now half woman, half pterodactyl. <laughs> All action. And uh, for anyone that understands the joke, you must remember that men love pterodactyls. Men yes, nostrils. they do. <laughs> <laughs> I love that bit. Um, I tried drawing pterodon, and I just did not have the creativity in me. But I pictured she would she have like arms and bat wings, or would she be like a a weavern, wavern, wavern, weavern? Uh, you know, where like she has no arms, her arms or her wings. But I figured she'd have a button on her back that makes her arms flap. See, I was thinking the wings would almost be more like buzz offs, except you know, obviously more in a a dinosaur style. Yeah, I, I think that's appropriate. Um, so she can hold her accessories, which. I don't know what the hell Don would have. Um, a snowblower. Yeah, she's a pterodactyl <laughs> with a snowblower. Um, and I also uh, thought... I'm, I'm going to say this right now because of her recent series of videos. Obviously, she would have to come with Dad. All right. I, Don, I'm sorry if this is too personal. Don's adventures with her father are so endearing to me. I don't know what it is. It's like... Funny in only a way Dawn can make it funny. It's but true. But also, like, what? Wow. So it's just, go find Dawn D'Orazio. I'm not going to spoil the fun, but I hope she keeps it going. Because it's just wholly unique and very Dawn, uh, what she's doing. And it's very cool. Um, I also thought if there was a Butterface figure, which would be Josh, the man whose face is melted by butter, he would have a Ghostbusters Fright Features gag where he squeezes legs. And the bucket of popcorn on his head would shoot up, and you can see his freaky melted face melted <laughs> by popcorn butter. Yes. I love it. Uh, and we also had the joke that Don wanted a sidekick named Iron Lung, who has a bow feature where you have to press a button in his back to make his lungs work. That one just writes itself. It's a guy in an iron lung with you know <laughs> robot arms and legs. Uh, this is neither here nor there, but once upon a time at college, I had the nickname of Iron Lung for reasons. Oh, Josh. <laughs> had had nothing to do with me clearing a four-foot bong in a single go. It was actually because you're a very fast runner. Yes. Nothing to do with marijuana at all. Nothing, Nothing to do with, you know, clearing out insane amounts of smoke in one go. No, definitely not. Um, should we keep the gag going where we make ourselves and people associated in the show hilariously bad 80s toys? Oh, God, yes. <laughs> I think it, I think it's pretty damn funny. Um, and I think they'll just kind of come organically as we discuss. Um, you know, like, could Mike be dispatcher? <laughs> huh? No. <laughs> Well, I mean, if we go with the superheroes, I already have Captain Fats, so I could be a. You, it could be like a superpowers line. Oh yeah, it could. But if you were a dispatcher, what would the gimmick be? Do we unplug wires and plug them back in to connect different lines via like an '80s telephone dispatch? <laughs> I mean, I think so, but I, I feel like I would have to have the Snake Mountain gimmick of of like an attached microphone that oh, you could yeah. plug into my back and have a weird oh, speaker. Oh god! On my chest. Wait, 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 wait! I know exactly what it would be. There'd be a string. That would come out your ass <laughs> and attach to a cup. So you could talk into the cup 
and it would make the spatula talk. <laughs> but it would just go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll come to us. Oh, Lord. Um, are you guys ready for show and tell? Yes. I got yes, I, I got very, very little. So, yes. Me too. Um, it's a slow time of year because we're all kind of waiting for the new stuff to come out. And clearance is sort of hit and miss. Um, I got two things of note. And one of them is a point of discussion. I finally picked up. There was a Marvel Legends Black Widow two-pack with um, the mother from Black Widow, whose name I can't remember. And um, Red Guardian, a better looking Red Guardian figure. The main reason I bought it is because Red Guardian comes with a Red Guardian action figure that he has in the movie as a joke. And I kind of wanted it just for that. Um, But it was finally marked down to the point where I had to get it. Okay, that's awesome. I never noticed the action figure with him. Yeah, so you know the movie they they send him like a way to break out of prison with that little, like he has a 12-inch action figure he gets? Yeah. He comes with that in the two-pack with... Uh, whoever like the lead scientist that's his fake wife she gets a figure that just uses the Black Widow body with a new head um, but I'm also like an obsessive compulsive completist with Marvel Legends as much as I can be um, and it was finally marked down to the point at GameStop where I just bit the bullet before it was gone completely the other thing I got I've been kind of getting a little crazy with three and three quarter stuff because thanks to Mike I got some more um, Jesus H. Christ. Why Fortnite. can't I remember? Fortnite figures. <laughs> and then I bought a single Batman. I found it for $5 shipped on Facebook Marketplace from Spin Masters. That's in the exact same scale as Fortnite. So I'm thinking I can kind of have my own goons for Batman to fight. But what, as these things go, you buy one and then you buy another and then it gets out of hand. So I bought yep. Batman. I bought Deathstroke because who doesn't love Deathstroke? And then I was thinking, like, I really want Mr. Freeze. I found yeah, him that, on... What's that? That freeze is pretty cool. It's yeah, cool. Here's the problem. He comes in two... There's, there's two ways to get him. Single-carded, which is hard to find now, or he's in a two-pack that is still hanging around some targets. It comes with Batman, a vehicle, and Mr. Freeze. I found it on clearance. It's cheaper than it would be anywhere shipped. So it was like 12 bucks or something and some change. I pick it up, and I'm like, well, Mr. Freeze, I'm going to do it. He doesn't come with any accessories. And this brought me to the discussion in my mind. Something a pet peeve that I've had my whole fucking life. Some guys have accessories that they that are synonymous with the character. Like Thor needs to have his hammer. Right. Mr. Freeze needs his fucking freeze ray. Or something. He doesn't come with it. And these Spin Masters guys have the problem that all Warner Brothers toys have. They're not allowed to have guns. They can have swords, and they have these really goofy, maybe it's a popcorn machine, maybe it's a gun. You don't know what it is. But these vehicle packs, it's just a vehicle and two figures, no accessories. And I was kind of stuck digging through my bins of parts and stuff, looking for something that would maybe remotely look like it could be Mr. Freeze's freeze ray. But that's just something like, don't, you're going to cut corners, but there's some stuff like Thor has to have his hammer. Uh, yeah, Hawkeye needs to have a bow and arrow. It's the character's useless without this accessory. Right. Uh, it's like the Ninja Turtles without their weapons. 
which they've done like budget Ninja Turtles with no weapons. And it's like, no, Michelangelo needs nunchucks or he's not Michelangelo. Even the weird birthday turtles had their weapons. Yeah. Right. You know, it really, really bothers me. Like, yeah, Spider-Man doesn't need an accessory. Hulk doesn't need an accessory because you don't need it. But some guys really need that, like, key thing that is synonymous with them or they're useless. Yeah. Um, And Mr. Freeze was just like, well, he can't freeze you. He's just a guy with a dome on his head. And, like, he doesn't even have, like, if the figure had, like, a gauntlet or something, like an arm laser, like Mega Man. Perfect. But he doesn't. He's got no sleeves on his shirt, which makes no sense either. It's Mr. Freeze. But I don't know. I bought it anyways, and I dug through my bin, and I found, like, I bought um, a Glyos. They were exclusive to GameStop. Um, a Glyos Fallout figure way, way back when, just because I wanted oh, yeah. it. Yeah, and I have they, a few of those. It came with, like, weird guns. So that was the best I could find that I had that fit in his hands that looked like a freeze ray. Cause they got these big clunky hands too, that like GI Joe weapons don't fit in there very well. Um, and I really didn't want to dump out like box after box after box, looking for something that remotely looked like a freeze ray. Uh, so that's what I got. My hope is that sooner rather than later, uh, now that McFarland seems to be dipping back into the Arkham saga. Yeah. We'll get an Arkham Mr. Freeze. Cause I really like that design. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think my favorite version of Mr. Freeze is Batman Beyond Mr. Freeze, where he's just a head. Yeah, that's cool as hell, too. Um, But that's neither here nor there. Um, Josh, what'd you get? I got uh, really I also only got two things, one of which is not really a toy, but it is uh, it's a very, very dangerous thing. Uh, We we got a second soundbar. So now the TV in the bedroom is just as good as the TV in the living room, which makes it it really, really hard to not want to just stay in bed and watch things with an awesome sound bar. <laughs> uh, but so so far, I've been very good about it. Like, it's just been like as we're as we're already planning to, like, get ready for bed. It's like, you want to. You want to get in bed and put something on with the TV? Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Cool. Uh, so obviously that that was not not overly expensive, but it was uh, it took up some of the toy budget this week. And the other thing I found this morning, which totally unexpected considering uh, my target still looks like a hurricane hit it. Before you say it, I saw it today too on the way home. Go ahead. Yeah, he, um, I, well, like I said, I, the only reason I didn't expect it because my target was still trashed. Uh, I think the only thing that my target has restocked since the holidays consistently is Legos because finally the Lego section looks put back together. Uh, other than that, everything else at my target looks trashed, but they're hiding behind a stack of like, 12 Masterverse Fakers were two Masterverse Triclops. Nice. Um, whom I, I am affectionately going to go with the rest of the fandom and call him Pope Triclops. Yeah. Because he has his big silly Pope hat. Um, 
not not counting Skelegod because Skelegod isn't quite at Lux because he's cheaper than the others. Uh, between Faker and Triclops, Triclops feels like a proper deluxe. Does he come with his sword? He does. Okay, I was looking at like the soft goods cape, the Pope head, what you told me about the symbols, which I've never noticed. Um, yeah, and, and well, for, for those oh. wondering, the symbols on his little uh, pylons hanging over his his Pope outfit are are his fucking eyes. I feel so stupid for not noticing that before. <laughs> um, yeah. I still can't justify the price, but hes they're getting better. I gotta say, uh, of all of the Masterverse figures, I think he's tightly tied with Scareglow for me as my favorite. Just for the sheer fact that he gives you the complete classic Triclops look. And the mechanism on the head uh, to turn the eye is really solid. Like, it clicks into place for each eye. That's really good. And you can, like, you can really feel it sort of click into place. I don't think there's much of a sculpt underneath the visor. I haven't really tried to lift it yet. Uh, And it doesn't look like there's much of one. It doesn't need one. I don't care. Does it have light piping? It doesn't, uh, but that's because... They use the same, they basically use the same head with different paint. That's still, uh, you know, or, or between no, him and Trapjaw, I'm definitely going to get Trapjaw. I take yeah. that back. It's only, I take that back. There is actually nothing shared between these two heads now that I'm inspecting them closely, which is kind of astounding. Um, it's not, it's not actually just, um, the new visor, the, yeah, it's like, because the, the Pope head doesn't have the hair and the hair is attached to the head sculpt. Like it's part of the head sculpt. It's not a separate piece. So these are two entirely different head sculpts and not even the visor is shared. That's pretty cool. Uh, so I, I'm even more impressed with that. So yeah, he comes with he comes with his soft goods cloak, uh, the shoulder pads, and the main piece of his armor for Pope Triclops is all plastic. It's very pliable. It works very well. He's still very poseable with all the stuff on. Um, it goes on and off very very easily. Uh, all of his regular armor, his one piece of regular armor, goes on very very easily. He comes with a sword, two extra sets of or uh, two extra hands, so he can have a set of gripping hands or a set of open-palmed praise-me hands. Cool. Very Very cool. Uh, I really like him. I like him a lot. He is definitely... He makes me want Trapjaw more than I did. What I was going to say is, I'm going to get Trapjaw, and I feel like I'll probably want to go back and get Triclops. Because they're and both I'm, like the Pope, like the cult leadery, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. and with the, uh, really with the way the deluxes for this line have been kind of sticking around, I don't think you'll have any problem tracking him down. They need, like, something that's consistently clearance at all the targets, something that's been like Walmart and Target, the clearance isn't consistent from store to store, but the Revelations Battle Cat, just about every store is clearing them out. Um... 
So if you've been on the fence, it's a great figure. But what I was going to say is they really need to clear out that faker too. Yes. He's not moving. Um, And that faker is a nice figure. It's just not deluxe price. Nice. No. (laughs) He's, you know what? I'd give it to him at the Skellicott price. Knock it down by like five bucks, five to six bucks. And I'm right on board with it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, oh, good. Because of the quality of the soft goods and the um, and just the sheer amount. Sorry, I had to shift my headset. Uh, just the sheer amount of new pieces that the figure involves. I totally get the deluxe price point for Triclops. Yeah, he's definitely one I'm I'm looking forward to to seeing in person because. I, I've, and I've said this on the show before, I'm actually a big fan of the Masterverse figures, uh, mainly because I never got into the um, uh, classics. Like, I bought a handful uh, all after the fact, so I kind of missed the boat on classics. And um, so these are a fun, you know, fill-in for me. The only ones that that I haven't been, like, super excited about, like, the Man-at-Arms that I got is, he's really cool, but... I have the same problem I always have with man at arms, like getting his armor to stay on. <laughs> so yeah. it's like you move him and his armor slides around. It's like, damn it. You got to keep posi- repositioning it, but he's still a great figure. Um, and then the only other one that I really had a beef with was faker only because of the price point. But I ended up getting him uh, for that. Was it 31? Yeah. 3199. Cause you, you pointed it out to me, Josh, that it was available for that on the website and they would price match. Um, yeah. So and for that price, I was like, like I said, he's a great figure. I just think that what he retails for is not cool. Um, but I've enjoyed all the figures I've gotten from that line. So per what I saw at Target today, let me check and I'll give you guys exact prices. Masters Universe stuff is on sale again. Uh, so the Origins of Evil two pack, which is Keldor and Cronus, is nineteen seventy nine, which is a little. Over half off, I think it's like forty percent off. Uh, Panthor eleven eighty seven, Skelligod sixteen nineteen. Uh, those three, which are kind of just like clogging the shelves and hanging around. There's a lot of Wind Raiders and there's a lot of um, the Road Ripper. I always call it the Road Ripper. Oh, the Shark, um, Land Shark. Uh, the Land Shark are kind of just hanging around the stores. So I feel like it's just a matter of time before those get clearance or put on sale to the point where you'd be stupid not to buy it. Um, See, I haven't seen the Wind Raider since I bought it around here. There's a lot of weird, like, stock showing up late, and the stores are just throwing it out now. Yeah. Um, Something else that I bought before Mike gets going, I forgot. Walmart is getting, like, all of this. Clearly, it was meant for Halloween, but they're just getting it now. Horror Funko Pops. Um, Oh, and I've picked up a Vincent Price. Which oh, nice. I'm not like, I've been really trying to cut back on the Funko stuff and just getting stuff that I really, really want. And it's Vincent Price. Yeah. So it's kind of like, all right, he's holding his cat. I was looking to see if there's any variants to retailers where he's like holding a skull or he's black and white. Um, but it's just the same across the board. So I picked him up, but there's. Carrie in a prom dress before she gets blood dumped on her. There's uh, Brightburn, Mar- more Marvel zombies. There's a glow-in-the-dark gauge with Church. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, Mandy, 
let's be real here. Who actually wants Carrie without the blood? I, know, I was right? tempted, but then I was like, if you without the box, you don't know who the hell she is. Yeah. So I was like, no, I don't I don't need this at all. Um, and also a bunch of like Universal Monster, their giant enamel pins that they do are just now showing up and boxed horror Mego figures, um, which we'll get to. Yeah, I've started seeing those, too. Uh, Mike, what did you get? Uh, I didn't get much this week, but there's still a handful of items that I was going to talk about in previous episodes that I didn't. So I'll start with those. You mentioned Mego. I will mention that I got my first uh, modern Mego figure. My sister got me the Nosferatu uh, Mego figure, and he's really fun. Like, I just I keep him in the package. I'm going to hang him up on my wall, but he's really cool looking in the package. Um, so some of the horror ones, I, you know, I wouldn't mind dipping my toe in. But uh, it's definitely not my cup of tea as far as like a line I would collect that that's a line I would definitely cherry pick. And um, I also picked up the Ghostbusters eye pop in reissue ghost. Cool. And I love that figure. Like, it's just as fun as I remember from from being a kid. <laughs> it's, it's just a weird monster toy with a giant eyeball. And I love it. Um, and it was like, I mean, it was dirt cheap on Walmart.com. So I just grabbed it when I was grabbing a couple other things around Christmas time. Uh, but the thing I bought, the main thing I bought this week is I finally got my hands on some of the Mighty Maniacs figures from Rocom Toys. And my God, these things are freaking awesome. I can't put them down. I bought the uh, the liquid metal Fireface three pack. So I got the uh, the monster body, like the monster buck with the fire head, the werewolf head, ape head and fishman head. And then two blind figures that I didn't know what I was going to get. I got one of the double dragon guys, but it's like a solid black body. Mm-hmm. Um, like everything, like the, the faces, everything is all unpainted. And then I got the glow in the dark uh, Jason or Splatterhouse character, whatever you want to call him. But the glow in the dark one with a little bit of paint highlights. Um, and he came with his, you know, his, his weapons and stuff. Um, or wait, no, I'm sorry. He didn't come with his weapons. The other one that I bought came with the weapons. That's why I have weapons. I bought the uh, the 8-bit Slapshot action figure. So it's the the one that it's same body, but it's painted in the uh, like bright teal and purple from the NES, you know, Friday the 13th. Yep. And uh, he, you know, he has his axe, his machete, and a, and a butcher knife, plus the multiple heads. And that's just a cool-ass figure. Like, that's really fun. And the the last thing I got from them was the Death Jaguar upgrade pack, which is awesome, because on that solid black body, you put the robotic head and the axe hand, and he just looks like this badass 80s cyborg, and I love it. <laughs> like... I have been playing with him and the Fireface guy nonstop. Like, this is be- these have become my podcast toys. Like, I just sit here at my desk playing with them while recording, and I'm tempted to buy the uh, the Gunner Commando two figure set now. The one that they basically the uh, the double dragon heads, but they also come with motorcycle helmets, and they're red and blue with Uzis, and they're basically the guys from the Narc video game from the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm really yeah. tempted to pull the trigger on them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if you guys have not checked these out, like, don't sleep on them. They are they are really fun figures. Um, and they're, and they're Goliath compatible. So, you know, you can pop and swap. And I mentioned, was it last episode or the episode before, that that's one of my favorite play patterns. 
and it does not disappoint. Like, it's it's just really fun to mix and match these parts. Glios in general is awesome. Yeah, I agree. And these guys don't fit with other Glios figures per se, mm-hmm. but a lot of the Glios are kind of going their own ways in scale and size. Um, I have a lot of Glios. I'm a, a Glios whore. And uh, these guys are the coolest ones to come out in a long time. Uh, the thing with Glyos is like a company will come out with Glyos stuff mm-hmm. and they'll just keep repainting the same figures for about two years. Yeah. Before you get something new. Uh, and it's been a while since the other glass companies have made anything new and fun. And uh, Rocom Toys is just like right out the door. Ton of stuff, ton of accessories, ton of possibilities are really cool. So, uh, see now. The the only Glio stuff that I had prior to this were the and you mentioned it earlier the Fallout figures. Mm-hmm. Um, I grabbed a bunch of those because I, I grabbed one when it was when they initially launched at GameStop. I just got the uh, the power armor, and um, then when they ended up at Five Below, I ended up buying a bunch of them. So I have like a couple of the different power armors. I have the um, oh my god, I forget the detective's name from Fallout Four, Val- uh, something Valentine. Johnny, yeah, the- I've got I've got him too. Yeah, he's and he's great. I love him. Um, and then uh, the uh, the vault dweller. Uh, I, I I couldn't find the female one. I, I found the male one, so I got him. Um, but the only other ones I had from that, my actually my first uh, Glios compatible figures was when the Four Horsemen did the three and three fourth inch Power Lords. I bought uh, Adam Power uh, a two pack of the like you know the nameless soldiers uh, on the good guy side. And then uh, Grip Tog. So I got those those uh, four. And they're a lot of fun. Like, I really liked that line. And I was really bummed that they didn't get to keep uh, keep making them. Because, uh, I mean, yeah, at the time they were coming out, the figures were like 20 bucks. And that was when 3 and 3 fourth inch was still retailing for about seven ninety nine. So it was a hard purchase. But they were gorgeous figures. And I loved Power Lords as a kid. So I, I'm still very happy with those. Um. Yeah, so you've got those. You've got. I sent you guys. There is the Warlords of War figures. So one of the Glyos style bucks are these smaller, like two inch scale, barbarian buck bodies that they've been building off of. Like other lines will make new heads, and the original company that made them lets you. They'll just like share parts. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the guys who made Weaponers of Monica. Do you remember them? They made like a modular weapons pack that were meant for He-Man guys when He-Man Classics came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, they then in turn branched off and made their own. Uh, this is Spy Monkey Creations. They made okay. their own like smaller muscular body, and those are the ones I was sending them to. Like where they always do He-Man inspired stuff, and there's like shared parts from like several different companies that I'm gonna mess names up. But you've got Spy Monkey Creations, and they've got like. Currently in the shop, there's a uh, Clawful-inspired guy. They've got wrestlers, ninjas, straight-up barbarians, and they've got their modular robots. Then you've got Manor Monster Studios, and they do the Warlords of War, and that's like they're using the same body, but with their heads on them. Mm -hmm. And they've got, like, the fridge from G.I. Joe, like, inspired by the fridge. Yeah. Figure, there's... uh, Bognar is their main character 
and their three heads they came out with was a zombie, this like swamp thing type character. And then I can best describe it as the the Viper from the 80s with the open hand that was everybody's predator figure, uh, Hydra Viper. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the figure looks like that. And it's just one of those things like it's a slippery slope that you just buy one and then you buy like five. And then before you know it, you spend five hundred dollars. Yeah. And it's the problem of it's it's the pop and swap. It's the yeah. fact that they're all interchangeable. So this is one of those play patterns. And this is why it's a brilliant play pattern for any company to get on is it immediately makes whoever the purchaser is want another one. You can't just have one. You need to have at least two to mix and match parts. And then you start looking at all the other figures available and going, well, if I got that guy, then I would have this head and these hands. And then you start making the character in your head. And before you know it, you have an army of these figures because you wanted different parts to build with. Yeah. They're they're the Pringles of action figures. Once you pop, you can't stop. <laughs> exactly. exactly. And... I would be amiss if I didn't mention that Glios originates from a company called O'Neill Design. Yeah. And I don't have a ton of O'Neill Design, but I got really big into a line they had called Armivores, which can best be described as Glios-inspired battle beasts. So you get a robot wolf or a robot dragon or a robot bird with pop-and-swap parts and gun arms, and it's insane. And it's expensive, and it's just one of those things that I had to, like, pick. Like, if I had more money, I'd be doing it. Um, but it was like this or, like, pay the bills. Right. So, <laughs> Sorry, there's uh, a very important message. Oh. <laughs> Hi, Vincent. <laughs> he, was, he was trying to nestle the mic, so I just let him. Aww. Yeah. That's adorable. <laughs> Anytime he wants. He's basically our mascot at this point, you know? Pretty much. <laughs> if it's not him, it's he... my daughter when she runs in and says weird stuff. <laughs> I like the type she growled at you and kind of scared you. That that seems yeah. very fitting for Count Creepyhead. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Just a child running in and yelling things. Um so guys. We got some important warnings for you. New year, new you. You got to think about your health, right? Yep. We thought it would be nice to kind of reach out to our cast of characters and see, are there diseases, you know, heart health, kidney health, liver health, look both ways before crossing the street. What do they have to tell us that we need to worry about other than COVID for 2022? So sit back with a special message from some of your very special friends warning you about the dangers of being alive in today's day and age. So sit back, relax, and be afraid to live. <laughs> Hello, my name is Wilford Brimley. I suffer from a disease called reverse diabetes. Now, you may be asking yourself, what is reverse diabetes? Have you ever seen someone shotgunning a two-liter of Mountain Dew? That's reverse diabetes. Have you ever seen someone take an entire pie in one sitting and then eat the entire brick of ice cream in the next? That's reverse diabetes. Have you ever seen someone scream 
kick a dog across the Walmart parking lot because they didn't get their Pop-Tarts. That's reverse diabetes. And I'm here to let you know that reverse diabetes medical, we can help you live a better life. You can have your reverse diabetes medication shipped directly to your door. No charge to you. You can open your door, find a crate of Pop-Tarts, a drum of grape jelly, an oil tanker full of peanut butter, whatever you need to help fight reverse diabetes so you don't get seen in Walmart dragging a screaming child across the floor because you didn't have your pound of butterfinger for the day. Reverse diabetes can take over your life, but don't let it shotgun that two liter of Red Bull. Important words from an important man. Thank you, Wilford. Indeed. <clears throat> oh, I have such a great mental image of just like a small dog being punted across the Walmart parking lot. Core oh, <laughs> commander. <laughs> so, you guys ready for the news? Indeed. There's a lot oh. of news. Oh, why'd you like? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't help myself. Oh. <laughs> one of my old coworkers just sent me that. Oh, I've only got oh. one thing to say to that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike, Mike just sent a funny picture of Elf. Yes. We'll leave it at that. It um, could be something to do with a cat, but it's not. Apparently, it's getting a reboot on NBC Universal. Uh, somebody joked that it was going to be a gritty, dramatic remake like The Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Uh, take that with a grain of salt. So, I am going to get going with news that just dropped, like literally right now. Pictures are up of Hunchback Leonardo. And man, if you weren't convinced that he's a must buy, he's a storage shell. Now, so, I've, got, I've got some feelings on this based on the full images. I think this is a misnamed figure. Why? Because it doesn't seem to be like it's Hunchback Leonardo. It seems like it's Igor Leonardo. Actually, that's what they're calling him. Leonardo is Igor the Hunchback. So both. Okay, that's... Igor. That's dumb. That's dumb. Um, he well, can... Set I mean, his swords on fire like torches. He has a brain in a jar that he stores in his shell, along with a bone and two shovels and a skull. Uh, I think it's just for it's just creative and cool. Um, I like I like the figure itself. I don't like that it's so prominently called the Hunchback. I mean, to be fair, Igor was a Hunchback. He was, but That's part of the having the but having the main title be the Hunchback just feels right. Odd. It brings up images of the Hunchback in Notre Dame, so yeah. ver- versus you know Igor being Hunchback. But it feels like they're going with a very heavy Frankenstein theme here. So well, we've got Mummy Michelangelo or Donatello. I'm not sure yet exactly which one it is. But even bigger news. The side of the package, which kind of has, like, coming soon. They clearly have April 
as the Bride of Frankenstein, but there's two more at the bottom that could be anybody. It looks like one of them is another turtle. Uh, the other one, though, is wearing a hat. And your guess is as good as mine, guys. You know, it's kind of a missed opportunity. We discussed this before, but Donatello definitely should have been Dr. Frankenstein. And, you know, I don't know what they could have made Michelangelo be that would have fit into the Frankenstein thing. But you have Frankenstein Raph, you have, you know, Igor, Leonardo and Bride April. It's like, come on, (laughs) give us Victor Frankenstein. All right. So let's assume that the mummy is Michelangelo. This other turtle, I think, could be Dr. Frankenstein Donatello. There's still a chance. Whoever this is in the hat, uh, Invisible Man or Van Helsing, could be anybody. I feel like Baxter would be good for this. Because you can't have, like, Bebop without Rocksteady. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'll buy him. I don't care. So it doesn't matter. I'm excited that these are really cool looking. Hopefully the the quality holds up because uh, that is always a problem with NECA. Yeah. Um, other news, two news that I didn't make notes of that just dropped. Official images now of the new Manny faces from the CG Masters Universe cartoon have dropped. Picture Manny faces, but the gimmick is now instead of the knob on the top of his head, the knob is on the side of his head. So he kind of has a dome instead of a cone. Uh, I think he looks really cool. Yeah. I think he looks fun. The only thing it's missing is his gun. He's got like a thunder punch clip effect. Um, I've always kind of, you know, that weird gun is kind of synonymous with Manny Faces other than his gimmick. Mm -hmm. Um, Hopefully it's in there somewhere. We just haven't seen it yet. And he's also very top heavy. Yeah. but the figure's so crazy, it doesn't really take away from it too much. Uh, I, I feel like in robot, like with the robot face, the top heaviness almost like adds to it. It does. Like he, yeah. He, he looks really cool. Um, McFarlane, gotta love McFarlane, has official images for the Titan Joker figure that's coming out that is mysteriously cheaper than it should be, which has me questioning the plastic quality. But he's 40 bucks. And he's massive and he looks awesome. And like a sucker, I'm going to buy it. And McFarlane, if these fall apart within five years, so help me God, I'm going to (laughs) write an angry internet post. Um, I'm going to save the big news for the end. And this is stuff that you guys don't know about, but let me jump into the notes. Hiya toys is doing RoboCop three and other than what you'd expect. It's another RoboCop with the gun hand. And that robot ninja that he fights in the movie. So RoboCop yeah. 3 is the least good of the RoboCops. But Fred Decker directed it. It's got its charms, but there's clear like budgetary limits that hurt the movie. So it's a uh, samurai robot ninja guy with a shattered head. It looks really weird. Um, New York Toy Fair has been canceled. So that has been like the big toy show for retailers to go and pick out new toys they want to buy. Uh, a lot of companies had backed out of it already, but now officially it's done. Kind of sad because the COVID numbers are dropping drastically because everybody got COVID. Um, but they're playing it safe. I get that. I'm guessing the stuff we care about is going to be shown off online anyways. Uh, McFarlane put up the Batman Year 2 Giant Deluxe Batman. 
on sale again at Target. People are still getting them, and the boxes are messed up. It's weird. Take your chances. I don't know if this is going to show up at retail. Some of this McFarlane stuff that they sell on Target.com is hit or miss if it makes it to the stores. Uh, there is a Haya Judge Dread, no Judge Fear figure front coming out from Judge Dread that's in that GI Joe scale of that three and three quarter. Um, again, Haya Toys has really bad quality problems, so it might be an issue. Josh was about to jump in and say, "Don't waste your money on Haya Toys." Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, yeah, there are more NECA. Not NECA. More McFarlane images from the new Batman movie that comes out in like a month. And they look like shit. Like they look horrible no matter what they do. So I have a feeling that it's going to be a problem. The Batman's too big for the motorcycle. The motorcycle's too small. He's got hands that look like they belong on a 90s toy. The paint's horrible. And they're so far along now that I can't imagine that they're going to change much for when they finally make it to retail. There's images out of Batgirl from the new Batgirl movie, which is going to be an HBO Max exclusive. She looks exactly like Batgirl from Burnside with a little bit of like 60s Batman thrown in there. Looks pretty cool. And uh, I do. I do like Leslie Grace. I think she's going to kill it. Who's what's she from? Uh, I think her first big role was in the Heights, but she brought it. OK, it was Josh. You would not have guessed that it was her first, like, screen role. So it's, Josh gives her a thumbs up. I'll take it. Uh, NECA plus, has... Plus oh, her villain. Her villain. Brendan Fraser, right? Brendan Fraser's Firefly. Oh. oh, I like that. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on a second. How can Brendan Fraser now fit into a costume as Firefly? Uh, he, he is like, obviously like, I, I don't know there. Let me see if I can find the image, but there was one image that, uh, of him on set. I've seen him just as Brendan Fraser, very happy, rotund Brendan Fraser. And also, by the way, amazing as robot man. If you haven't watched doom patrol, highly, 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 highly recommend it. Um, while Josh is looking for images, NECA, isn't keeping it secret anymore. They're doing Kino from Secret of the Ooze because we need every background character from the Turtles movies. <laughs> uh, Valiverse, who is the guys they have, not Action Force, they have like the Big Bad Toy Store exclusive. Yeah, they're, they're based on Eagle Force. Eagle Force, sorry. Uh, they have Sergeant Slaughter. They're doing a Wave 2 with another Sergeant Slaughter, but they have a... Hornet trooper that's being repainted as a wasp trooper for BotCon, which I think is strictly online this year, but it's a wasp meter themed bug villain. And it looks pretty cool. So I'm thinking about getting it if it goes up for sale. If it's not some sort of weird, expensive buy into BotCon to get the exclusive kind of thing, if I can just get it on its own, I'm going to do that. Um, Mega Mego has changed their packaging. So no longer are they doing the carded figures with the really bad images. Now they're boxed like classic Mego figures. I saw two today in the Invisible Man and a Snake Woman from Hiss. Was it? No, Mole People. Whatever. Two of them. It it was a Toxic Avenger. I saw Toxie the other day. I'm still worried that when I get it, it won't be... The, like it's there's going to be a paint variant from like Walmart has an exclusive and there's a different color somewhere else. If I find it at Walmart, I'm going to cancel my pre-order. 
Um, okay, there's Brendan Fraser. And yeah, that's... like he's got that heavy leather smock. He like. Are you sure he's not Professor Pig? Oh no, he's confirmed as Firefly. I'll take it. That's cool. Brendan Fraser is awesome in my book, and oh, hell yeah. I, I will watch anything he's in, except for Mummy Part Three. Um, I've actually watched it. It's not bad. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> uh, word on so yeah, box packaging for Mego figures. Do yourself a favor, buy one. Just buy one. They're not the best. They're not meant to be the best. Mm. But you'll like them. Uh, the Freddy's pretty good. But there's a charm to them. It's hard to describe, but I would recommend getting one. And they're not the same as what you're going to get with NECA. Uh, word on the street. And these figure images seem to confirm it. Season 2 of He-Man, The Animated Adventures on Netflix is coming in February. Season three, supposedly coming in May. Oh, um, hey. Very nice. Take all of this with a grain of salt. Um, I've been kind of going to some sneaky places for news. Uh, the news and the bits of information that I got, these come from somebody that works on the show as like a cleanup animator. So the shows need some refining, but their season, it was one season they broke into two parts. So it's going to be like eight episodes and five episodes or something like that. Um, but from what I read, Stratos is like a hip, cool character. If you kind of picture that. And the heroes, when the castle disappeared, they go to Avion, apparently. Um, and the only other bit of news that I saw that was noteworthy is that they're still teasing too bad, but he hasn't shown up yet. So it's just two of our badgers still. Okay. Um. Important to me, I know you guys aren't huge, huge fans of Ultraman, but season two of the Ultraman anime is coming to Netflix, and the first season was great. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, now, last bit of big news. 2022 marks the 60th anniversary of one web-slinging, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Because of that, Hasbro is going to be leaning heavy into spider-man marvel legends somebody got their hands uh via retailers a list of stuff that's rumored to come out heavy spider-man stuff hasbro decided to like not do their monthly reveals in conjunction with like the news that broke so here's some stuff it's all rumored to come out some of it has been like heavily teased a two-pack of Null and Venom. Null is the new big symbiote villain and Venom. Everybody loves Venom. A deluxe two-pack of Penny Parker and SPDR. So that's the robot from Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. That figure already exists. All they'd have to do is make a Penny Parker. Spinneret and Spider-Man. Um, from the Renew Your Vows storyline. I don't know who these guys are, but if I don't have them, I'm going to get them. This is the biggest news to me. Toei Japanese Spider-Man. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. That's freaking crazy. Emissary oh, of awesome. Satan. Spider-Man. But it gets better. Nick Hammond Spider-Man, which would essentially use the exact same body with some very slight tweaks of just a out-of-shape guy in spandex. Uh. This would lead you to the logical assumption. This is something that, like, 
I do when I can't sleep is I make imaginary lineups of toys and it helps me fall asleep. I always make imaginary lineups of Marvel Legends. Mm-hmm. My build a figure was always uh, Stilt Man. Stilt Man has been done, so now it's the Zord that's essentially in the 70s Japanese Spider-Man TV show. If Toei Spider-Man isn't a single release and he's a carded figure as part of a Spider-Man wave, you would probably bet that that Zord is the Build-A-Figure. Continuing with Spider-Man news, this one's long overdue. He hasn't had an update since old-school Marvel Legends' first appearance Spider-Man. The Iron Spider, which has already been shown off, a Walmart-exclusive retro-carded lizard, so they're doing, like, the old Toy Biz-style retro cards, Mm -hmm. a new version of the Future Foundation Spider-Man on the new-style body. This had a figure already, and it's just the basic blank buck very easy for them to do. Images have leaked for this, and I hope there's an update to it, but Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man as a Target exclusive. Oh. No Tobey Maguire head, just the body. Hey, that's still pretty cool. Yeah. That was, I mean, it's an iconic look. I have Where... the old Toybiz one. It's a nice placeholder, but I'd want an updated figure, and I'm not going to put the Tobey Maguire head on. You know what I mean? It's going to be mass Spider-Man. If they make a regular Peter Parker, Tobey Maguire, then I'll buy that. Right. That would also lead you to think that somebody has um, Spider-Man 2. What the fuck? I should know this because he was my favorite part of the movie. Um, Doc Ock? Andrew Garfield. Oh. uh, Somewhere. The the Amazing Spider-Man? The Amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man, who has a figure already, can be re-released very easily as an exclusive somewhere if you missed it. Um, Amazon exclusive Spider-Woman and Silk. These have already been shown off the repaints. Some sort of Into the Spider-Verse deluxe set. People are thinking it is Spider-Man Noir again. And maybe Spider-Ham. The Spider-Slayer, which only exists in the cartoon... Mm-hmm. from toy biz that's that weird alien knockoff and, yes i love that toy this one is very like <laughs> people are shooting it down then it's not for real Bagman, which is spider-man when he loses his costume he has to borrow a costume from human torch yep and he puts a peter uh bag over his head who's had a figure in the tinier uh three and three quarter scale before so they've done it i wouldn't throw it past him other non-spider-man stuff that's been rumored and Avengers comic wave of U.S. Agent, Speedball, Blue Marvel, Quake, Madam Hydra, Iron Man, and Thor. Take all this with a grain of salt. I'm not sure about Thor because Thor Love and Thunder is coming out. Mm-hmm. And that would make you think that all the Thor figures are going to be going to that. Another Disney Plus wave with Clinton Barton. Um, Kate- oh. I was just going to say, uh, I would jump in a heartbeat for a... Uh, Madam Hydra figure with a Julia Louise Dreyfus head. I hope so. That would be the Disney Plus wave, and they still haven't made her Madam Hydra yet. I don't know. That's true, but you know how toy stuff is sometimes. Yeah, and this would be the second Madam Hydra figure, believe it or not. They made one previously that was hard to find and not the best quality. A Disney Plus wave with Clint Barton, Kate Bishop, Miss Marvel, Moon Knight, and there'd be two other What If figures. Um, I would think maybe the swordsman or 
somebody from Moon Knight, somebody from Miss Marvel. They'd make it like a full six figures or some sort of a build a figure. They're re-releasing the first wave of Black Panther figures. Maybe Daredevil Kingpin? Kingpin probably would be the easy answer to that. Uh, Daredevil's had a figure. Oh, no, sorry. I was just thinking out loud. I don't know why I said Daredevil Kingpin. I was thinking Hawkeye. Yeah. But Uh, Kingpin. There's a lot to pick from, and there's new shows constantly. So it's going to, there's plenty for them to pick from. Uh, They're re releasing the Black Panther wave. I don't know why. I hope to God it's not a new build a figure. Uh, So it's Black Panther Shuri, Nakia, Killmonger, Okoye, and Mibaku, who was a build a figure. That's the Man Ape character. Mm -hmm. Um, Previous re release waves never made it to America. They were like, exclusive to uk or like amazon.com this might be the case i also think that because there's production problems they don't have figures ready to go and now they have stuff that only comic book stuff for wakanda whatever for wakanda whatever wakanda forever which is going to be um comic black panther the hatat zariz um Josh would probably know this. Not Josh. Josh uh, Strasberg. Strasberg. Yep. Which Thank is like you. I was like, soldier. I have no idea. <laughs> these, are, these guys are going to be the um, the military wing that aren't the cool chicks that hang around Black Panther. These guys are like the actual army from Wakanda. And the storyline, they get turned against Wakanda. Um, Love and Thunder. You've got Thor, Jane Foster, and Gore who is the villain that's played by Christian Bale and Marvel Legends 20th anniversary. So we already have Cap, Iron Man, and Hulk. Toad was the other figure that was in that first wave that they haven't shown yet. And he is the oldest figure that hasn't had any kind of update. And he wasn't a true Marvel Legend when he came out. He was supposed to be in an X-Men deluxe wave, and they carried him over. So he doesn't have all the articulation that Marvel Legends have. Uh... They've teased in some form. It's either going to be part of this Marvel Legends 20th anniversary or like individually carded um, retro style card back, which seems to be like where we don't know where to put them. That's where they put them. But Fire Lord, the first appearance Sentinel, which wasn't huge. It was like a man sized Jack Kirby character. Uh, First appearance Apocalypse and or animated Apocalypse. They might do like they're doing X-Men, the cartoon and VHS tapes those figures so it might be that's how that apocalypse is coming out right. they're gonna do their first marvel versus capcom figure with war machine supposedly uh a classic carded scorpion figure mr negative and everything else is people don't know what they are yet they're just price points so lots of marvel legends news for the one listener who collects marvel legends me <laughs> i just cherry pick <laughs> yeah. Uh, so take it for what it's worth. I think the Toei Spider-Man's the biggest one that's like, holy crap. I can't believe that they're actually going to do that Spider-Man, um, which I could only and I, I would have loved it if they put him in uh, the last Spider-Man. I get why they didn't do it, because it would have just been too busy. But maybe they'll have like they're walking by in the background of Multiverse of Madness or something crazy. That would be uh, super cool to me. Or the well, or he next could show up in, uh, across, yeah, across yeah. the multi, uh, across the Spider Verse. Yeah, that would be super, super cool. 
So hey, guys. apparently they they did recently confirm that every uh, every individual Spider-Man universe would have its own style of animation. So that would be a pretty cool style to go into. I can't oh, wait. Be so cool. Oh. I can't wait for this movie. Um, are you guys ready oh. for some more warnings about being alive in today's day and age? Oh wait, we wait don't... a second. Oh, you, you, oh. Mi- you missed a piece of toy news. Is it Transformers related? Uh, it is not. Although uh, there is some Transformers news as well. Now that I think about it, Josh, my lovely co-anchor, please take the reins. Uh, first off, the Jazzwares. Is it the Jazz? Yeah, Jazzwares Fortnite uh, solo mode micro scale have started oh, yeah. showing up at Target. Okay. They are uh, two inch fully articulated single carded action figures each come with an accessory for the price point of 599 um and it looks like a pretty decent selection of the first wave uh, what do they call it is there a special name for them uh i think they're micro legendary series let's see here give me give me just a moment and i will i can tell you do, 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 consulting the bones. Uh, legendary micro series. Let's see here. Jazz wears legend. Cause this is like right up my alley. Yeah. And they, um, uh, they look, I, I obviously can't tell you for sure until I have them in hand, but they look like they're in scale with mega constructs. I mean, Which if, makes... they're, if they're in scale with Mega Constructs figures, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be all over these. Uh, makes them very dangerous. Uh, even even if they're only slightly bigger, it's still dangerous because they. Uh, one of the ones in particular is uh, Zero. He's yeah, like the translucent blue fire guy. Man, yeah, these look cool. I'm gonna say that these are a little bit bigger. Than um, the Wish um, McCallis, even Mega Constructs. Uh, so even still, there there's some I feel like need to happen. Ball, shoulders, elbows, wrists, knees, and no ankles, as far as I can tell. Yeah, these look super cool. Each guy comes with one weapon. They look like Mega Constructs. They've got that build to them. Yeah. Um. Each guy comes uh, with one gun. These are super cool. Yeah, so I've got I've got high hopes for those, uh, and apparently they're already being found in the target resets. So, um, you know, we always I wanted to say that oh, these are two and a half inches. Well, their official language says that they're two inches, but I'm I'm seeing that each one sort of varies depending on how big their head is. Um. You know, I was going to say that we're constantly like dependent on older stuff to kind of um, keep things like there's always He-Man, there's always Transformers, there's always G.I. Joe. But we kind of ignore the fact that Fortnite's out there making really cool, awesome stuff yeah. and uh, keeping it fresh. So I think years from now, when like Skylanders are back and cool, we'll have Fortnite as well. Um, and you know what? Even if these don't play with Mega Constructs, there's the first wave is eight guys, nine, ten guys. 
Yeah. You just know, the fact that they're like running out of the gate with that and they've already confirmed like mini place play feature sets. Yeah, which I'm watching a video for right now. I think these are modular too, like you can change their parts. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Something called the loop breaker. Okay, so there's box sets of four figures, which is I'm looking at it right now. There is Jonesy, like homeless Jonesy with the crazy beard. Some army lady, the teddy bear people, and Peely, which is pretty cool. And they all come with their pickaxes, um, which I prefer them with machine guns. But, man, if I was a kid, these are perfect, like, road trip toys. Yeah, they just they just look fun. Uh, and the other bit of news was uh, Hasbro dropped some Transformers news today. In the form of uh, they show they officially showed off two new core class figures coming. Okay. Uh, one is they are one step closer to having all three seekers in a single scale. No they're way. Doing, they're doing a uh, core class sky warp with the uh, with the core class uh, start screen mold. I'll take it. Just it just comes with new accessories. Um, that's cool yep i'm all over that and in a really shocking move one of the other new core classes is officially iguanas i was looking at that uh who turns into sort of a robot mode that is similar to his pretender shell and his vehicle mode is the uh the bike that his his original uh robot turned into you know i'm looking at them now i'm definitely going to get skywarp i don't know about iguanas that is a big departure i like it i like how yeah weird it is. i like it a lot actually I'll definitely his robot getting... mode is sweet that's really cool looking i'll definitely be getting both because i i love the i love that scale what do you guys think about the weapon choice by these guys are very different. Eh. I'll take it. I'm okay with it. Skywarp's yeah. got like a tuning fork. Um, which is pretty cool. Something that's sort of related to what we collect on the show that I forgot to mention the news. It was on a podcast I was listening to. Um the Masters of the WWE universe has changed to classic wrestling type of characters. And instead of like Hulk Hogan with a battle axe or crazy stuff. He's just straight up a wrestler now with knee pads and elbow pads. And they're moving to like cloth outfits um, and maybe an accessory or a changeable hands. So the one that we all got excited about was Ric Flair because it's Ric Flair. That's hilarious. You can put him on battle cat, whatever. Uh, so news that came out is that the case packs are really bizarre uh instead of like a full case of 12 figures it's only 11 they like took one out and they're not evenly packed so hulk hogan and rick flair heavily packed honky tonk man is one per case for whatever reason that's stupid so if you're looking forward to getting a honky tonk man you're gonna have to look a little bit harder uh and they're 20 bucks which again it's like i don't think i need them that bad uh, I'll get Ric Flair just because the idea of Ric Flair doing things in He-Man land is really funny to me. 
despite the fact that Ric Flair being outed as like a creepy uh, sexual predator. But um, yeah. Anyways, um, before we move on to our next commercial, Mike, I was listening to Beetlejuice and you guys were talking about um, Jeffrey Kitty Diddler. What's his face? No, Jeffrey Jones. Yeah. I never knew he was from Buffalo. Yeah. That sucks. Yet another scar on us. <laughs> David Boreanaz should kick his ass. Agreed. <laughs> we love you, David Boreanaz. I'm so sorry for saying you're from Canada. Please don't kill me. <laughs> I'm Angel. also so sorry you were in Valentine. <laughs> yeah, I hope it was just because you needed to pay some bills. Um, So are you guys ready for dire warnings about what it's like to live in 2022? We know that we need to consume massive amounts of sugar. Thank you to Wilford Brimley and his warning about reverse diabetes. Uh, I have somebody in my life with reverse diabetes, and let me tell you, it's no joke. She has panic attacks. She might die if she doesn't mainline Mountain Dew into her body <laughs> and get a whole box of birthday cake Pop-Tarts in the morning. She just might die because reverse diabetes. Uh, oh, that's funny. That shouldn't be funny, but that's funny. Oh, I wish you were joking. Um, <laughs> this person, I won't name names. Let's just say twat face McGee. Uh, <laughs> did some work for me in the past. Part of payment for this work for me was I had to have on hand tons of soda or pop, as we like to say in Western New York. Thank you, Wegmans. Um, and Pop-Tarts very specific pot tarts <laughs> or they would have a crash and die uh, oh dear. thankfully they got better employment and moved on and don't work for any for me anymore but man let me tell you you, you need to and like you don't put this coke in a cup and drink it you just drink it right out of the two liter to make sure you get maximum sugar you lose some of that magic that keeps you alive when it goes from bottle to cup. You have to drink it right from the tap. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, are you guys ready for some dire warnings from, I don't know, maybe it's Wolford Brimley, maybe it's somebody else. I haven't listened to these, but uh, sit back and uh, I'm going to sip some coffee and just enjoy this lovely, lovely commercial segment. We'll be right back. Hi, this is your pie, Harry Carey here. I want to talk to you about a very important problem. Have you ever had hair that's a lot of pain? It's because it sits too high on your head. If your hair sits too high on your head, it hurts a lot. That's a medical fact. It's also a fact that if you eat too many hot dogs, then your hair piles too high up on your head and causes you physical pain. So. The solution has been found by a very famous Chinaman. And I don't want anybody telling me that I shouldn't call him a Chinaman. He's a man, and he's from China. Therefore, the only other thing that I could call him is Man China. And that sounds too close to Man China. And that's like a vagina on a man. And that's just weird. Bye. I'm going to go eat a bunch of hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god all right let, let's there's three of us we could take a vote and there won't be a tie 
Do we call this episode reverse diabetes or hair pain? <laughs> I think hair pain. I think, yeah, I'll go with hair pain. Okay. It makes no damn sense, but neither does reverse diabetes. I mean, reverse diabetes, like, I still, I still can't get over that. Like, that, that just is freaking hilarious. I've been telling everybody I know about that. I'm like, so, I heard about this thing. Yeah. Anyways. Oh, um, Christ. I'll delete all that. <laughs> Guys. Oh, to kind of laugh. To kind of fill space. I want to have a discussion. I was thinking about this the other day. The 80s were full of colorful toy themed or villains with toy lines. I'm talking about Shredder, Megatron, Cobra Commander. Take your pick. Mm-hmm. The thing is, they were never really successful at getting whatever that was they wanted to get accomplished done. They never dominated the world. They never stopped the Ninja Turtles. They failed at everything. But can we really sit down and break it down and think, like, who was a success as a villain? Who wasn't? Like, can we say Mumra was actually really good at his job? Or are they all failures? I mean, okay, they were all failures, but I think they all had their wins. Because it's like Megatron actually killed Optimus. So it's like he actually did win. Uh, You know, Shredder and Krang came pretty damn close to, like, taking over with the Technodrome in that one three-parter. Granted, they eventually lost, but they, they they got pretty close. They got beat um, by turtles who the only form of clothing they have is knee pads and elbow pads. <laughs> but but to be fair, they were ninjas. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, Cobra Commander uh, kind of screwed over the world several times. What with the weather dominator and whatnot. I feel like, OK, I never really thought about Megatron. He did kill Optimus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like he never had a goal beyond that. You get the spark, but then he was never like, I'm going to take over Earth. He just was like, I hate you, Optimus. No, he wanted to rule Cybertron. Yeah. Does he does he rule Cybertron? I mean, he doesn't because after he kills Optimus, he gets all fucked up and ejected into space and turned into Galvatron. Because Starscream stabs him in the back. But then Galvatron takes over uh, ruling Cybertron or tries to. And Starscream gets killed and comes back as a ghost. I would say Megatron is probably the most successful out of the bunch of the 80s villains. But Cobra Commander starts an entire organization with, like, housing, medical coverage. (laughs) This is true. They have a vacation, like, in Antarctica or something, but they have, like, a whole resort for them. Cobra Commander is the Jeff Bezos of of villains. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, yes, he doesn't actually succeed in taking over the world, but he's somehow bringing in money. Well, I mean, and if you look at all those goons, right? If you look at Cobra, Cobra in the comics, especially the more modern IDW stuff, like, yeah, they're actually like a global brand. (laughs) Like, they're, they're not just like a terrorist organization. They're like 
all about branding, like Umbrella in in uh, the Resident Evil universe. Like, well, I mean, strictly the cartoons, but in the cartoons, isn't uh, Tomax and Zamont the front for Cobra? Uh yes, they ha- well, I mean, in a, in a way, Tomax and Zamont are like funding in the same way that Destro is kind of using his gun running to also kind of fund. So they're like backers of Cobra, mm-hmm. um, where they're like. There's Cobra Commander who kind of leads the military side of things. And then like Destro who does all of the uh, weapons and vehicles. And but he sells them all all over the place to to add money to Cobra. And then you have Tomax and Zaman who are basically like the business gurus who are, are using Wall Street to back Cobra. <laughs> and they're also the guys who run the Crimson Guard. So do you think like Cobra has a secret like HVAC company on the side? Oh, absolutely. That they use to make money. They just don't talk about it because it's boring. Absolutely. Like, do you think they have like Cobra driveway ceiling? If or something. You know <laughs> if if Cobra was actually in the real world, they would own Amazon. Yeah. I mean, realistically. A, yeah. yeah. They'd have some sort of giant beneficial company that GI Joe would like jump the gun and blow up because it's Cobra. So it'd be like. Cobra's at-home COVID kits. <laughs> that, like, yes, they're trying to, you know, burn the Amazon and destroy the world, but they also try to make money right. to fund that. So they would put like a ton of ton of people out of work. Nobody would be able to get their packages in a day. Everybody'd be pissed off and just because Bazooka got trigger happy and like <laughs> blew up the shipping and receiving center or something. I mean, isn't that kind of what they did with GI Joe Renegades, where mm-hmm. it was where it was like, you know. <laughs> The Joes attacked that Cobra base, but it was like Springwood, uh, you know, like, so it looked like they were like the Joes were the terrorists. And then they were on the run from Flint and Lady J and Uh, (laughs) Cobra and whatnot. You were talking about the Warren Ellis G.I. Joe show. We couldn't remember the name in a previous episode. It's G.I. Joe Resolute. Yep. As soon as I said Renegades, it came to mind. It's an awesome, awesome show. Uh, And and if you want to go with, uh, you know, anything outside of the 80s cartoons. Uh, Shredder, well, it took a hell of a toll on him. Shredder definitely succeeded in the 2012 TMNT reboot for his main purpose. Yeah, he, this is he true. killed Splinter. Yeah. I mean, if you want to go small scale and not, like, you go a little bit outside the cartoons, as a criminal organization, as a gang, the foot kind of is run fine. It's small. It's outside of New York City. They employ all kinds of like deviant hooligan children, and they just get paid in arcade games <laughs> and cigarettes and cigarettes. Um, now, if you go with like strict cartoony Shredder and Krang and Bebop and Rocksteady, they fail at everything. And the right. turtles don't really succeed in anything either. They just eat pizza, party, and. It's very one note. Uh, yeah, the Transformers, I guess Megatron. What about, like, man, I never watched the Mask cartoon. I had the toys. Uh, God, I don't remember much about the... I did watch the cartoon, but it's been so long since I've seen any of it. I don't really remember what Venom did. <laughs> you know who had a half success? Uh, well, no, this falls, this falls more firmly into the 90s cartoons. So I don't think it technically counts. What's but, that? But still a wacky supervillain. Uh, Chairface Chippendale had half success. He almost wrote his full name on the moon. Yeah. Yeah. He, 
and the world forever looked at the moon and thought of Chairface Chippendale. This Cha. is true. You know, also, <laughs> he functioned as a human being with a chair for a head. Yes. I mean, that He overcame itself, his disability. That's a massive disability to overcome. I mean, Krang at least had a robot body to kind of compensate for the fact that he's sexualized bubblegum. Um, <laughs> man, yeah. I'm trying to think, what other toy lines are we forgetting? There's G.I. Joe, the big ones, Ninja Turtles, G.I. Joe, Transformers, Skeletor. Oh, Skeletor failed left, right, and center. He was never successful. Poor Skeletor. I mean, <laughs> until talking modern stuff like, you know, the, the, the 2000X reboot and, and then, you know, Revelations. No, well, he still he, wasn't successful. <laughs> well, I mean, he, he did some damage. He was in the, the Netflix cartoon. Is the only one where he wins. He was semi-successful in the movie. True. Yeah, but then they ran out of money. <laughs> he, he fell into a kiddie pool. Oh, yeah. Poor Skeletor. I think he would have been successful if he didn't have such a problem like, you know, having no face. And like all of these villains, they surround themselves with idiots. He and yes, men. Skeletor was too busy telling us, like, you know, words to live by. Yeah. And, you know, he had a cocaine problem. <laughs> um, he had an evil Lynn problem. <laughs> Poor Skeletor. You know, one thing you, you mentioned something that I don't know if we want to talk about it here, but I would love to talk about it one day is the amount of 80s villains in movies that were either thrown down a pit or thrown off a building. So you have Skeletor, Shredder, I mean, yep. the Emperor, yep. which I've mentioned this before. As a kid, I had an obsession with throwing bad guys into pits. Yeah, I Same. think this is where it comes from, I think, because we saw it in so many action movies. Boba Fett. Yep. Uh, Freaking uh, at the end of Robocop, I forget his name, but the, the bad guy yep. at OCP, he was thrown out the window. Uh, Hans Gruber thrown off of Nakatomi Plaza. Like... This is just that was how you that the villain in the end of Turtles three who fell into the ocean and imploded upon himself. That movie never um, happened. <laughs> um, oh come on, it's got was it was it Jungle Boy the dance sequence in there? Oh god. <laughs> I mean, we're gonna so go down bad. this road. So something that like bugs me in movies is like villains that get shitty deaths. Mm. And do not set up like if you have an over the top hero, you need an over the top villain. Yeah. Don't give me an over-the-top villain that doesn't have an over-the-top comeuppance. So, like, if you're going to slit somebody's throat, that is just a lazy end to an over-the-top villain. Shredder, thrown off a building into a trash compactor and crushed. Pretty awesome. Right. Although, I will argue, for the throat-slashing thing, there is one that always stood out in my mind. And that's freaking um, I, I was I'm just going to call him Red Foreman, but Red Foreman from RoboCop, where he gets the, the freaking spike to the throat, like right in his jugular. And like, that's such a vicious sequence that I always loved that as a kid. That one's awesome because he may not get like a crazy over the top desk, but Elmo does mm-hmm. when he's hit by the car and he just <laughs> explodes, explodes into like goo. ruddy <laughs> eggs. I love that. That. RoboCop gets a pass because it's just full of so why, many other great moments. Why am I dripping with goo? <laughs> and that's yeah, kind exactly. of turned into the 
bad guy blows up in a blue explosion. Which is in the, every superhero movie, like, we don't know how to kill the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Blue explosion. Like, no. You, you know what, ex- what explosion death uh, from a superhero movie is like? It's probably in my top five favorite deaths of all time in a movie. What's that? Is at the end of Kick-Ass. Where yes. they throw the guy out the building and blow him up with a rocket. <laughs> like, it is amazing. That's awesome. I'm always thinking of Wonder Woman, which superhero movies always have a problem in that either they don't keep an awesome villain alive. Like you have Magneto and X-Men doesn't need to be killed because he's the best thing that they've got. Yeah. But like Spider-Man always has to kill the bad guy for some fucking reason and it ruins it or Batman. Like you don't need to kill the bad guy. Let him live. Um, But in Wonder Woman, the bad guy is Ares. And he just gets blown up by a blue MacGuffin energy cloud. And they really don't give you a proper Wonder Woman badass moment until Justice League when she cuts Steppenwolf's head off and kicks it into Apocalypse as a present to Darkseid. Hey, as much as I agree with the sentiment of villains being killed off crappily, mm-hmm. I gotta defend the, the Willem Dafoe Green Goblin death. That's specific to the comics. But even still, like, everything about it, even though it was, like, his first outing and they absolutely should have kept him around longer. Yeah. uh, His performance in that moment of just, like, oh. Ah, it was so good. (laughs) Yeah. Something about Spider-Man No Way Home, if you didn't get your moments to kind of redeem a lot of characters and they just left things hanging no way home comes back and fixes so much of that yeah including william defoe william defoe so if you're always like i needed a little bit more you get it uh i won't spoil it too much if you haven't seen it yet but there's a lot of beats that like they kind of left hanging and every character that comes back i won't say who gets their moments to shine finally i think and that's like the strongest point of the movie um I watched, this is not toy related, but this is kind of an example of a villain getting a comeuppance. Uh, there's a lot of like year end, these are the best horror movies of 2021 list out. And I was kind of reading through them to see if there's stuff that I missed. I had some free time. Hey, can I like catch up on these movies? And there's a movie called For the Sake of Vicious that's on Shudder. Hmm, I've that, heard of this one. Really, it's not a traditional horror movie in the sense that there's a monster or a ghost or anything like that. It's a siege movie where a nurse comes home from work, working in the night shift, and there's a guy, there's two guys in her house. One of them is unconscious, and the other guy tells her that this man that I've beaten up and he's unconscious raped my daughter, and I need you to keep him alive. And the plot kind of goes from there. And it turns into the guy that's been kidnapped calls like a gang of people to kind of siege the house to get him out. Mm. And they have to like crazy violent fight their way out, which I heard it's like VFW. If I haven't seen it yet, but it's like that kind of crazy violence. Okay. And this all kind of leads until the very end with lots of plot twists where the, the villain is present. The one that rapes the girl, which I have a heart out where like kids in danger. Thankfully yeah. it's mentioned in passing. It's not like we're going to show you this. It's just like, they tell you about it. You don't mm-hmm. need to see anything else. So I was like, okay, thank you. Yeah. Because I'm, I tap out. 
Um, but he has such a crazy, over-the-top, he-had-it-coming, awesome depth that I was like, bravo. Which the only other team, like recently, the only other movie that did that was Pilgrim. Where, <laughs> where the villain gets his butthole branded. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah. Side note. I know this isn't Boogeyman's Closet. We're not here to talk about horror. But, guys, Mike turned me on to this. Uh, was it like two years ago you mentioned it? And I never got a chance to get yeah. around to watching it until this past Thanksgiving. Holy crap. The perfect Thanksgiving horror movie does exist beyond Blood Rage. Like, you need to see this movie. It's effing hilarious. The way the villain gets his comeuppance. It's so good. Um, It's more of a, like... It doesn't, you know, like uh, Blood Rage just takes place on Thanksgiving. Yeah, this, this is, is a Thanksgiving. This, theme. this is Thanksgiving theme. This is like a Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yes. Type of like this is Thanksgiving centric. <laughs> Very awesome movie. Uh, we went on a huge tangent, so I guess we could all agree that Megatron is really yeah. the one, thanks to Unicron, and ultimately Optimus Prime is kind of a big failure. He spends too much time like looking into the sunset and you know getting on a soapbox and talking about like mankind and people and roll out and blah blah blah. Um when he should have just been shooting Megatron in the face. Yeah, Michael Bay had it right, even though he keeps coming back <laughs> over and over and over. Um Hey, Michael Bay optimists just like to rip people's faces off. Michael Bay Optimus is a bastard. <laughs> like a mean, mean, mean son of a bitch, and it's a shame he, that those movies aren't better. He ain't playing around. Even he even literally has a moment where he says, "Give me your face." Yes, and tears the villain's face off. <laughs> I here's a perfect example of what I was just talking about. I love. I don't. It's. I don't love it. It's the first one is very good. The first yeah. Transformers Michael Bay movie, but. Megatron has such a crappy death, it sours the whole movie. Where Shia LaBeouf stands on top of a building and holds up the cube, and it kills Megatron. He is defeated with a Rubik's Cube. He's, it's just like, that's the, it's his fucking Megatron, who spends the whole movie frozen anyways, but that's the best you can give us. Yeah. Like, it's such a great movie up until that point, and then it's just like, What? You know, like, then, like, you go to the second one, and the Fallen gets face ripped off by Optimus Prime, and that's insane, but the rest of the movie's garbage. And you can barely sit through it. Um, so it's like, don't give us an amazing movie and get to the end and have the bad guy die of a heart attack. Or, like, my least favorite of, you can't do it. You don't have the courage. You're not like me. And then the hero lets them live. But then they do something where they have no choice. Like they pull a gun on them and then they get shot. And it's so yeah. cliched and dumb. And it's like, what if they slipped and fell into a wood chipper? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Or like, what if there's like a bear on a unicycle that drives by and then gets off the unicycle and rapes them and then rips their head off like a praying mantis? Who drives car? Oh, bear drive car. How can this be? <laughs> I don't know. I was <laughs> see, see, I was about to say a very similar thing in the respect of bull rape villain, bear rape villain, oh my gosh, how could that be? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss the Clerks animated series. I wish they did more. You know, you would think with all the streaming services they would go back to it, but 
Yeah. Uh, I guess it doesn't have the cult following that we thought it did. It, it needs um, to because it was freaking hilarious. I bet you if it played on like Adult Swim, it would kind of have it would have picked up a lot of steam and it didn't for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, okay, <clears throat> I'm gonna segue that into something else. I recently was talking to some buddies. I had a friend that was having a birthday party, and we're like, our birthday. Because of COVID, we can't see him. We're like, what do we get him as a gift? And then we thought, let's do a cameo. Which, cameo is a service where you can pay, like, D-list celebrities. Or people who aren't even working. So you can get, like, uh, Peter Cox is on there. Mm-hmm. Which is, or, like, you know, celebrities that just currently aren't working, but they're really cool. You pay them a certain amount of money, they'll send you a video message. Or if you pay them enough money, they'll plug your business. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm thinking, like, who could we get for Count Creepyhead? Who is a budget-friendly celebrity? I didn't do it because I don't think it's going to make a difference in the show at all. Care to guess the only person I found that I think would be appropriate for the show that was budget-friendly? Linnea so, Quigley. Forgot to look. Let me check. <laughs> uh, Gilbert, Gilbert Godfrey. No, Gilbert Godfrey is surprisingly very expensive. Um, but I was like, man, you know, it'd be awesome if like Peter Cullen was on there because you could have the voice of Optimus Prime say, listen to Count Creepyhead Saturday Morning Monster Mash. No, he's really expensive. Gilbert Godfrey, one of the most popular people on there. Personal use, just a message to you from Gilbert Godfrey is 175 bucks. If you want to plug your business, it's $950. Wow. Which to me is like bonkers. But I guess it makes sense because you are basically like paying for the use of his voice to advertise. And I mean, it's it's Gilbert Godfrey. That's ridiculous. (laughs) This is not surprising at all. The Island Boys. (laughs) Why? Just just 140 bucks personal video. $600 $600 for them to plug your business. This is how quickly their, their star has fallen. Uh, let me see some other people of note where I was like, oh my God, they're on Cameo. Uh, so we, Felissa Rose is $50 for business and 40 for personal use. Oh. <laughs> so Angela from Sleepaway Camp. That might be uh, an option. Steve Gutenberg. The Goot, mm-hmm. personally used 250 bucks to plug your business, 2500 Jesus. Dana Snyder, the voice of Master Shake. Master Shake! 150 bucks. Not that bad, all that's, things considered. Yeah, that's actually not that bad at all. Um, this is the one where I was like, this seems appropriate to the theme of the show. Let me get to this other person first, though. Gary Busey. If you want <laughs> Gary Busey to have a long, rambling, crazy message. If you watch his intro video, it's hilarious because he's making no fucking sense at all. Personal video, 395 bucks. Your business, $5,000. Jesus Christ. Uh, and, like, he's just, as the older he gets, the fucking crazier he is. Ricky Berwick is the one that I was like, you know what? <laughs> He seems like if Timmy was ever a person, 
it would be Ricky Berwick. If you don't know who Ricky Berwick is, he is a Canadian disabled YouTuber that just makes videos of himself being a creep. And it's fucking hilarious. Uh, He's really funny. Mike, when you guys were talking about, uh, here is the plug for Raised by Rentals. When you guys were talking about Police Academy. Mm-hmm. And you're making the types of characters. I was screaming at my radio as I was driving. You need Ricky Berwick. (laughs) Because Ricky Berwick is bulletproof. He can't offend anybody. Yeah. He could do anything because he's Ricky Berwick. And as mad as you are at him, you just be like, well, he's got all these crazy disabilities. He can be sexist, racist. He could dress up like Hitler. And people are just going to be like. Berwick. Like, I can't be <laughs> mad at this guy because look at him. Um, he that's genuinely against, is funny. That's something that's Ricky Berwick. He's fucking hilarious. Yeah. He's super talented. I wish I had a grain of his talent. Yeah. So it's always good. But I didn't know Felicia Rose was 40 bucks. <laughs> Let me type in good old Linnea Quigley. It's a little more pricey. Hundred seven hundred dollars. Oh my god! Yeah, I haven't seen Lynn in a while. She's really starting to show her age. Yeah, Jesus Christ, looks a little rough. Yo, Kevin McDonald is uh, fifty for personal, hundred for business. Okay, that's pretty awesome. That's yeah. I mean, come on, <laughs> the tallest wow. kids in the hall. I mean. Dude's awesome. What about Jay? Jason Muse. I, all right. Before I click, I'm going to say 500 to plug your business. 1,050. Way off. Uh, there was one. I got my hopes up and then I thought for business. Uh, George Lowe is on here for $100, but business is 1,800. Also makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Space Ghost. But man, that voice. <laughs> It's so good. Uh, Sergeant Slaughter's on here, but he's not currently booking. 750. Hey, how about Kevin Sorbo? TV's Hercules. (laughs) 560. Yeah, no. Oh, you know who's on here is really expensive is Robert England. Oh, I'm sure he's expensive as hell. As to be expected. (laughs) yeah i'll i'll be honest like as cool as as cool as cameo is like the the only one that like i would be really tempted by just for like uh um the uh business thing is probably felissa rose just because it's affordable and for boogeyman's closet that would be perfect don't you kevin Kevin mcdonald is pretty amazing yeah yeah no and we do we have her her plugging the opening episode but it would be fun to have her say something else you know who you can get? Who's that? <laughs> She's temporarily unavailable. Roseanne Barr. Oh, hell no. <laughs> oh, oh, that cracks me up. See, and this is one of those things, like, I think I think Cameo is cool. But out of all, like, the actors and, you know, people that I'm a fan of, like, I don't know. It, it's, I, I would feel weird, uh buying one of these for like the boogeyman's closet. Uh, just, I don't know. I, I don't know that it would, uh, it would be something that I would be like, Hey, say this now. <laughs> like, uh, there's one person I want to check before I 
just drop this because I feel like even if we had like say I got Peter Cullen, mm-hmm. you know, to come on and say like welcome to Count Creepyhead, it's not gonna people aren't gonna tune in for that. Nobody knows, right? Um, what's good about this is there's like voice actor categories, you know, so you can like Michael Rosenbaum, Lex Luthor, Greg Sipes, Beast Boy, Michelangelo, five hundred bucks. You know who's First- Surprisingly affordable for a business, Tony Todd. He's only three fifty for business. Shit, for real? that's not bad at all. That's yeah, amazing. His I mean, voice is like iconic. That's what I'm saying. Like for someone with that iconic of a voice, Kenny G <laughs> will play the flute. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Wait, 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 wait. Eddie Furlong is on here. Oh, don't tell me! Don't tell me! I want to see the person. <laughs> And I want to see what he looks like. This has got to be hilarious. Hey, guys, listen oh, to Count Creepyhead. Hey. You know where I could get some good Coke? He's Timmy. Yeah. <laughs> if we ever make Count Creepyhead the movie, we'll have Edward Furlong. Just put his head in a bucket. Hey, guys, I'm Timmy. I'm going to see what he sounds like. I'm going to... <laughs> you know what he says hey everybody it's edward furlong i've joined cameo give me some money man <laughs> it's like one eye open and one eye closed <laughs> he's oh god he's a mess yeah like i said he's the reason i i love the the night of the demons remake all right hold on this is hilarious <laughs> This is riveting podcasting. <laughs> okay, so you can watch samples of these people's cameos, like great ones. Edward Furlong in a hoodie that's too tight around his fat, bloated head, <laughs> singing happy birthday while his dog is in the background growling. <laughs> I, I, I can't, like, what a better way to spend $75. And it's sort of, it's what he says, Playboy. Oh, sad, sad man. Ed Furlong. I love you to death. Um, But to be fair, that is not a bad idea to use Cameo for, for podcast plugging. Uh, you got, you definitely got the wheels turning for me. So, um, if a bag of money ever falls out of the sky, a cartoon bag of money with the dollar signs on it, <laughs> and I don't have any toys to buy, I will pay a decent A, B, C, D, E, F, G-level celebrity to kind of tell you to listen to Count Creepyhead's Saturday Morning Monster Mash. Right now, it's Ricky Berwick, but I'd honestly ask him to be a guest on the show. Yeah. Um, But yeah, maybe Gilbert Godfrey or somebody like i bet you uh what's his name cousin eddie's on there damn it i gotta keep looking <laughs> randy <Shit>. quaid randy quaid <laughs> <laughs> he'll tell you all about his latest conspiracy theory no randy quaid is not on here all right that's it i'm just gonna close this out i don't need to know about randy quaid it would be the island boys just telling you to like you know Listen to Count Creepyhead. I'm not going to be one of those guys that impersonates the Island Boys. But, yeah. 
<laughs> great, great times. Oh, fun times. We got one final message warning you about how horrible 2021 is going to be. We already told you that your hair could hurt and you need to take care of that by just shaving your head or whatever the hell it is. Harry Carey said, I think he said like eating a lot of hot dogs without chewing them um, and reverse diabetes. Are you guys ready for the final most prophetic Nostradamus level message? Oh, of course. I, I think so. All right, buckle up, sit down, relax, listen to it, and we will be right back. Hello. I hope you're all ready to hear about the saddest affliction to affect the human race in this year of the world, 2022. That's right. The affliction is the human race itself. We are disease. And we deserve to die. But first, we deserve a nice treat with peanut butter. Because that will solve all of our problems. A nice ice cream sundae will cure the ever-drenched loneliness of humanity. And its need to die. Excuse me. I'm just suffering from reverse diabetes. In this serious case of high hair. I must now chop a bunch of hot dogs into an ice cream sundae topped with Pop-Tarts and a two liter of Mountain Dew. I feel terrible and wonderful at the same time. Oh, and I can see through time and space. I love you all and your testicles. Well, that was dark. <laughs> you know, I was keeping it together until the very end when you could see through time and then you brought it back. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I had I had a feeling it would be fun to go dark and then get ridiculous with it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Reverse diabetes. Diabetes. You guys ready for the Hall of Fame? Of course. Yeah. So, as you would expect, Dawn came in and stole our thunder. <laughs> as she's like to do. Let me give you the final counts for her winner, the Transformer Watch. Dawn, Dawn, Dawn. Half woman, half pterodactyl. All cop. <laughs> Okay, that caught me off guard. Um, that's the title of the episode now. It's not hair pain. <laughs> half woman, half pterodactyl, all, all cop. cop. It's the chrono form transforming watch with five votes. <sighs> Mike Christar got two. The Bastosaurus got one. And so did the mad scientist dissecting alien playset. That I edited it out, but me and Josh both picked that. And we had to make some changes. Um... Are you guys ready for your picks this week? I am. But quick question. How do we feel on vehicles being chosen? Like, I know we did Bashasaurus, but that's kind of more of a, I don't know. The He-Man vehicles are more of characters, in my opinion. Um, here's what I say. I say that we're going to run out of toys eventually, so just do fucking everything. Okay, cool. Then I am ready. Yes. Mike, go ahead. Yes. I'm going to pick the Star Max Bomber from Starcom. 
I totally that was, thought you were going to go with like Spider. No, 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 no. I, 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 we were talking a lot about Starcom. I don't know if it was last episode or the episode before. Um, but this vehicle was one of those childhood favorites for me. It had the cool magnetic bombing chute at the back, and then it extended out with the little drop ship or the little drop crate that had seats for four figures. It, it was just, it was a great toy, and I absolutely loved it. My first, uh, star max figure it was a guy with a vehicle it was like a little car that i think it would like tent up yep and then scoot forward yep and that was like my introduction and i loved him ever since my very first starcom uh like ship because i got the figures first uh i think i even mentioned that on the show how i was playing with them on the refrigerator but um my very first ship was the the good guys single uh, ship like the little white ship that fold like folded up into a box, and then the the wings folded down and the nose cone came out. That was my my first uh, Starcom vehicle, but then I quickly got the Starmax bomber. That was just such a fun toy. Uh, if you're listening, Mattel Hasbro, put magnets back on feet. Yeah, it's please. totally healthy for kids because they'll put that kind of stuff in their mouth. Just throwing <laughs> it out there. Um, Josh, you got one? I do indeed. What do you got? Uh, I, I don't know because you haven't said it yet. Oh! <laughs> had to, had to, had to do that. No, but seriously, uh, my pick this week is the Kenner Real Ghostbusters Bad to the Bone Ghost. Oh, that's a good oh, one. That's gonna win. That's a good uh, he he was just an awesome evil skeleton toy. Yeah. I, like it's um, a it's a skeleton that can trap your other toys in itself. Yep. So the new Ghostbusters is streaming and I want to watch it, but I feel like I'm going to want to own it. But I don't want to pay twice. Yeah. So I'm just going to buy it when it comes out. Um my pick, I don't know the name of it for sure, so I'm going to look it up quick. Do you guys remember these were primarily sold at Spencer's Gifts, but they were squeeze you squeeze them and they talk horror characters like they're a pull string and there's like a Freddy, a Jason goes to hell and a Leatherface. Do you remember these? Yes, vaguely. Let me give you a name. So I am a big fan of the Leatherface because you, he's just got a pull string. And he just groans. And you hear chainsaw noises. <laughs> and I decorated Zoe up as Leatherface because he died when she was like six months old. Mm. And we took the apron off of this Leatherface doll and put it on Zoe and took pictures of it. And it was very popular. Leatherface talking doll. Here we go. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Rest in Peace Collector Series is what it's called. Uh, they were always just hanging around and nobody bought them for the longest time. And they were numbered. They were like, this is number 14 of 30,000. Like back when it was a, a thing. Yeah. And he comes with a little teeny tiny chainsaw. <laughs> I'll send a picture quick. Oh, yeah. Okay. Wow. Wow. I haven't thought of these in forever. I that, do remember those. Oh, yeah, totally. Totally. 
talking 18 inch Leatherface style, I'll just cut it to that. That's what I pick. It's not going to be the Ghostbuster Ghost because it's Ghostbusters. Um, or Starmax might win because I think a lot of people have some crazy nostalgia for that. Guys, I have crazy nostalgia for Triclops' fake boobs. You think Triclops has three dicks? Yes. <laughs> nah, just just three balls. Three three rotating testicles that do different things, <laughs> help him shoot different stuff. <laughs> one fires blanks, one fires a load, the other one, one fires blood. <laughs> one is chocolate syrup. <laughs> Trepjaw, that ice cream looks a little plain. <laughs> wait, wait for it. Wait, hold, hold on. on. Give me a second. I got to twist it right. <laughs> oh. Do you think he has to prime the pump each time? <laughs> <laughs> Who would be the fluffer? Trapjaw. Trapjaw. Fluffer. <laughs> He's got oh, a I can't believe I've got to do this again. Let me switch hands. <laughs> His special, like, grill tongue <laughs> attachment. <laughs> oh, that's just wrong. Um Okay. I Here's your friendly reminder, gripper. everybody, that we have a contest that you can tell us what we're gonna talk about. So far we've had one entrant, Josh Straussberg. Um, and I think he's just doing that to be friendly. We'll talk about anything. If you want us to stop talking about Trapjaw giving a handy to Triclops. <laughs> Please enter this contest. Or if you want us to talk up. more about that. Or if you want more extended cameo talk from us, because, man, is it thrilling. Uh, just let us know. And we'll talk about, like, Lego instruction booklets. Whatever. Uh, listen, I could talk about that. I was saying, talk... I'm, I'm sure Josh could read us all a bedtime story with Lego instruction booklets. Of course. It would be just amazing page turning radio you can if you want to listen to me search google images to give you a proper name of a toy because i forgot to pick my hall of fame until two minutes ago <laughs> there you go ah uh, fun times because it would have been that or just i would have picked another random he-man character which usually is your indicator that we forgot to pick somebody um see i i almost picked that like that old school spencer spencer's action figure jesus yeah <laughs> Dear Spencers, I missed it when you carried toys because now I have no reason to go to the mall. And that's probably a good thing. Um, Josh, anything coming from Pikmin's vinyls? Uh, no. Uh, cool. Right right now, right now, no, because uh, I'm figuring out what, what to do with the... Uh, with the uh, by, by the time this airs, this will probably be announced officially, but... Uh, Due due to general travel fears and the fact that I can't risk taking a trip and being stuck somewhere if I happen to contract COVID, uh, I will not be participating in assembly required any longer, which really freaking sucks. But um, the reality of it is, uh, you know, if I if I go there and catch it in the process, what the hell am I going to do? Right. Exactly. So it, it does suck, man. But, you know, I'm I'm much happier now that I know you're going to be safe because that I was a little scared for you. Yeah. As soon. 
Josh, because he needs money, will be doing Warner Herzog cameo videos. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, is Warner Herzog on cameo? (laughs) And we're back, folks. Shit. I don't think he is. I wouldn't. Man. I can't imagine he would want to. (laughs) No. No, he's not. Okay. Uh, Had to check. But yeah, I would, if... Assembly required is canceled. That means give Josh a little bit of time and he's uh, going to have a creative explosion in his pants. As of, as of right now, uh, the convention itself is not canceled, but I just, uh, I've also been keeping an eye on the the general COVID cases in the area it's being held and I just, uh, I just can't risk it. Better safe than sorry. Josh, you're doing the right thing. It sucks, but what are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Mike, the Beetlejuice episode just dropped. Yep. Guest starring frequent contributor Don DeRazio. Our fifth Beetle. It's very, very funny. Thank you. Don, Don is sort of like the Nick Fury of the <laughs> Rad Pantheon podcast family. She just shows up and tells us and when it's time to assemble. Give sage-like advice wherever she goes. Yes. But if Nick Fury was Don Knotts, yes, half, half pterodactyl, <laughs> and all cop, all cop, pterodon, half woman, half pterodactyl, all cop, with her Although sidekick, she can, Iron Lung, she can definitely let out a motherfucker to rival rival Sam Jackson. So, yes, <laughs> do not piss off Don; she will rip your face off. Um, like Optimus I'm, Prime, like Optimus Prime, and I'm guessing Raised by Rentals. Very soon we'll have episode three, yes. which is the Goonies. Yes, Goonies two, uh, T O O. Um, I'm really excited about. <laughs> Indeed, I'm really excited about that one because uh, that was an episode that, that, like, for for anyone who hasn't listened to it yet, we go into this with pretty much a blank slate. We just pick a topic. And we don't really discuss what we're going to add and we can just build the story off of one another. And neither one of us really know where knew where to go with the Goonies to make a sequel because it's kind of one of those beloved franchises where or not even franchise, but beloved films where people are like, don't remake it, don't make a sequel. Um, so we're just like in this fantasy football type, you know, how would we do it? Uh, how would we make our, our perfect film thing? I think we came up with a really fun idea and I had a blast recording it. So hopefully people enjoy it. Um, but we also just recorded the next episode, which I am really excited for. And it will be a very long episode. <laughs> so it's going to be a hunker down type one. Um, but Keep it's secret. Will, yeah. I'm just going to say it'll be for my birthday. So oh. yeah. hope you guys are ready for four hours of Starcom talk. <laughs> Did you, did you stream four hours of Pornhub? Uh, th- th- that was different. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. No, no, that was the other podcast. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's, that's. <laughs> Mike watches porn, the podcast. <laughs> so basically, it's just. <laughs> hold on, Josh. Hold on. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Oh, this this episode has it all from cameo talk to jerk off noise. Yep. Oh, um, but yeah. yeah for... Thank you, Trapjaw. 
<laughs> now put your tongs away. I would like to thank Ed Furlong for uh, reminding me that things aren't so bad. <laughs> I could be Edward Furlong. <laughs> oh, Lord Almighty. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be back next week with stuff. And uh, drive safe out there. Take care. Spike your hair. Listen to uh, Raised by Rentals and Boogeyman's Closet. Woo-hoo. Bye. And don't put your whaley in the electric socket. Don't do that. <laughs> and shotgun some Mountain Dew. That's right. Ha <laughs> yeah. See you guys. Bye. <laughs>